The Miami Dolphins have made an addition to the wide receiver room, signing veteran wide receiver Chosen Anderson. What does Anderson still have left in the tank? What could he possibly bring to the Dolphins for 2023? And how does he change the Dolphins roster outlook and what they're doing offensively? You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked on Dolphins, co-host of the Locked on NFL Scouting podcast with Joe Marino, podcast dedicated to team building. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. You can find us on YouTube or where you listen to your favorite podcast. And a special welcome to the everydayers, those who tune in every day and make Locked on Dolphins a part of the routine. I see you, I appreciate you, and I appreciate all of you uh, who are checking out today's episode on wide receiver Chosen Anderson. Chosen Anderson, formerly known as Robbie Anderson, is a veteran wide receiver who has uh, had some pretty notable success throughout the course of his career. He comes to the Dolphins having played in 111 games in the NFL. He's caught 375 passes for almost 5,000 yards and 29 touchdowns over the course of a seven, eight year, seven year NFL career to this point in time. He was drafted in 2016. So this is obviously a signing that raises your eyebrow if you're a Dolphins fan because was two years ago, he put up 95 receptions for almost 1,100 yards. And there was a stretch of of four seasons in which he was over 750 receiving yards in four consecutive seasons from 2017 to 2020. But it's been a rough go as of late for Anderson, both on and off the field. And we're not going to get too far into the off the field stuff because there's some, uh, just just Google chosen Anderson police officer. If you kind of want the the idea of, of some of the bumps along the way as of late as it pertains to Chosen Anderson. But this is a player who we're going to talk about the on-the-field element and acknowledge that there's two possible outcomes here. And I checked the tape to find out if he's what he has left in the tank. The two possible outcomes here are is this is this year's version of Mohamed Sanu. Little known fact, Dolphins legend Mohamed Sanu signed last offseason, made it part of the way through training camp and was cut. Didn't play a down of meaningful football for the Dolphins in spite of the fact that Mohamed Sanu had a very robust and impressive NFL career and looked good at times in training camp. That's one possible pathway for Chosen Anderson who signed on a one-year deal with the Dolphins and the, the, the terms of which are not immediately available at this point in time. But I took the day yesterday to watch the tape to be able to come and speak from a place of education of not just what the stats say, but what he actually can do and what he physically has left in the tank. And here's one thing that I will say as we get ready to set the table on what Chosen Anderson can do to bring a new element to this Dolphins offense. And that's going to be segment two. And segment three is going to be how it changes things for the other players involved in the offense. He's played on some of the most horrid and I mean horrid, offensive situations in the last two years that I've seen on tape in a long time. (laughs) 
the quarterbacks that he's been catching passes from. In 2021, it was Sam Darnold and Cam Newton. And like the post-New England Patriots version of Cam Newton. He also had uh, P.J. Walker start a game and throw 66 pass attempts. But Darnold had 406 attempts in 2021. Newton had 126 and and P.J. Walker had uh, 66. Then this year, he had Baker Mayfield for the first six games of the season before he was traded to the Arizona Cardinals. And he only really overlapped with Kyler Murray for a month, and then he was catching passes from Colt McCoy and Trace McSorley and David Blau. So you can look at the raw production for Chosen Anderson and see that there's a drop, and he went from 1,096 receiving yards to 519 and 9.8 yards per catch in 2021, and then 282 receiving yards in 2022, and you could say, yeah, this dude's probably done. But here's here's what I think is, is more accurately to be the case. I think Chosen Anderson is a skill-specific receiver who brings a very specific dynamic that the Dolphins kind of have, but don't really have. And he's played in horrid situations last year while acknowledging that he's not the 4.36 second speed receiver that he was when he first came into the league with the New York Jets in 2016 out of Temple. He's not that guy anymore. And that's okay. What I do think is that there is athletic ability that is still in the tank here for a very deliberate role within the Dolphins offense that I kind of think can let you do some different things. And where it gets you better if Chosen Anderson takes door number two and is able to stay engaged, be healthy, and make the roster is I think his presence will benefit other members of this Miami Dolphins passing offense. And I'll explain the the how and the why of why I think that is the case here uh, during our our time together in segment three. But listen, this, this Dolphins decision to add Chosen Anderson to the mix is obviously a team-building decision that some fans might would have preferred to see an offensive lineman, uh, to which I would say there's not really any offensive line movement of significance right now other than maybe Matt Filer in the past two weeks uh, that you would really lament missing out on. So I don't think the opportunity cost is too bad right now. Uh, But all of these team-building decisions are a part of what every general manager has to go to to try to strike the balance and find a winning roster. If you have ever dreamed of becoming a general manager yourself, you have to try Ultimate Football GM, which is one of the sponsors of today's episode of Locked On Dolphins. You're responsible for managing every strategic aspect of your program, be it ticket prices, be it negotiating player salaries, be it hiring the right coaches and coordinators, be it trading players, drafting players, signing players in free agency, dealing with injuries, disciplining players, you name it. You are responsible for all of it in a challenging and realistic game world. Best of all, Ultimate Football GM is free to play and playable offline so you can play on the go whenever you want to. It's my favorite thing about it. Locked On Dolphins listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON in all caps in the game store. That's LOCKEDON in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That is ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty. 
today. So here's what I saw on tape from Chosen Anderson, and I watched a number of games from the past two seasons, 2021 and 2022. Uh, I watched uh, the final game of 2021 with the Tampa Bay against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I watched uh, a game against the Atlanta Falcons in December in which he was targeted 12 times. I tried to target high target games. Uh, the season opener from 2022, last season, uh, with Carolina, uh, he was targeted eight times in that football game. And then the most targeted game that he had with Arizona, uh, which was week 13, uh, week 14 against the New England Patriots, he was targeted four times in that football game for 50 yards. And the player that I saw, I, I think the most encouraging thing is this is a player that could still run. Uh, this player, especially against zone coverage, um, free releases off the line of scrimmage, he can press the first 10, 15 yards very well on his deep developing routes. I didn't think he ran the most robust tree, particularly at Carolina. He ran out routes, speed out routes. He ran posts. He ran shallow crosses. And he ran hitches. And that was largely what Carolina, in the games that I watched across the Matt Rule era of 2021 and 2022, asked Chosen Anderson to do. And where he was at his best was free releases, deeper developing routes, particularly against zone coverage, where he could build a flying 20 and then be able to press and attack deep safeties with routes down the field. Now, of course, there is a, the whole narrative around the Dolphins and the ability to throw deep. And, of course, we know the proficiencies for the Dolphins in passing in those areas in 2022 with more speed on the field as compared to having a bunch of slugs who can't separate from anybody was profound. Right? So I don't know that you're going to sign Chosen Anderson because I do think the Dolphins still make their hay 10 to 19 in the middle of the field. That's the money area of this offense. You're not signing Chosen Anderson to catch a bunch of footballs for you. You're not going to get the version of the player that played with the, the New York Jets and was targeted 114, 94, and 96 times, or the player that was targeted 136 times in 2020 for the Carolina Panthers, or 110 times targeted uh, in 2021. That's not the player you're bringing in. What you are bringing in is a peripheral player, and it goes back to the discussion that we've thought about with the Dolphins where, okay, teams want a bracket 10 and teams want a bracket 17. Who else do you have that can win in X area? And you think about the Dolphins' other receivers. River Craycraft, Braylon Sanders. Last year it was Trent Sherfield. This year it's going to be Eric Azucama. Braxton Berrios. None of those guys are vertical receivers. And even when you put 10 and 17 in the discussion, the Dolphins don't have a vertical receiver with size until potentially chosen Anderson. He's 6'3". He's not big. He's not physical. I was pleasantly surprised how engaged he was in the running game, in the screen game, and kind of the complementary components. I, I think he's got a little bit of dog in him there, even though he's not going to really throw his weight around and dictate terms to defenders with consistency. I saw good effort. I saw him be engaged, and I know that that was something during the end in Carolina. Well, before things got too bad, he was plugged in. At the end in Carolina, before he was traded to Arizona, things were pretty rough as far as kind of the attitude around 
uh, how bad that team was performing and the struggles offensively. And listen, it was a struggle the last two seasons at Carolina. So um, I think this is a player who can still go and win, particularly when you consider the Dolphins drew a ton of zone coverage because teams didn't want to man the speed of Waddle and Hill. So now you have a player who's going to get zone and get middle of the field open coverage. You're going to get cover two. They're going to get quarters. And you've got a really profound runner with size who can run those routes down the field, get behind the safeties, especially when he's given free releases at the line of scrimmage. Now, if you ask him to beat man coverage, that's a, a tough, tough way to make a living. Um, I don't think he's going to be a, a resolution to any of your areas of, well, we need winners in uh, man coverage situations, but that's, I think, Braxton Berrios' role as another complimentary slot when you're going to get man coverage. I thought he got beat up in press coverage a little bit. I don't think he stacked guys quite as well in man coverage. But if he had inside leverage and he was running shallow crossers, and, and Carolina did that on a handful of occasions and tried to set him up to have guys run hitches that turned into blocks on third and longs, he had a couple nice run-after-catch opportunities. They, you know, they took some RPO-type opportunities with him. He's not going to run a lot of stuff into the teeth of the defense, but there were some quick hitches against free access, and you saw his speed. Now, he's not super twitched up or he's not super agile. He's not going to dice you up in a box or in the phone booth. But I think this is still a sufficient NFL wide receiver. I think he has a legitimate chance to make the roster. And the way that he makes the roster is by bringing something that the other players on the roster don't have, which is size and vertical component combined in the same player. And then also by what that role allows for your other players to do. And that's where my thesis gets into as far as where I think Chosen Anderson's impact could most be felt for the Dolphins in 2023. And that's where we're going to close today's episode of Locked on Dolphins with. I think the most exciting element of Chosen Anderson being put into the mix, assuming that this is a player that, that makes the roster, is you now have somebody else to run the vertical lift. And what do I mean by that? The Dolphins stretched teams in 2022 under Mike McDaniel with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, both horizontally and vertically. And you had two players, 10 and 17, who are blue-chip wide receivers in the NFL. They're both top 10 wide receivers in the NFL in a vacuum, and I, if you disagree with me, that's fine. Like, go argue with your ball. They're elite wide receivers. But there's a math game here, right? If you want to challenge teams this way and this way, and if you're not on YouTube, it's horizontally and vertically, you need somebody to run horizontal stretch, and then you need somebody to run vertical stretch. Well, you could achieve horizontal stretch by putting the speed stacked side by side on one side of the formation, knowing that you're going to have somebody run across her, or you can put the speed on opposite sides of the field from each other. But if you have to burn one of them on the deeper developing route to get the horizontal lift and to have the teams respect your ability to play vertical, if you're going to have one running a deeper route and one running an underneath route, and you're trying to have a run-after-catch component for either situation of going up over the top or hitting the underneath player with either 10 or 17, 
If Chosen Anderson can be the player that I saw on tape between uh, the season opener in 2022 is a great example. The, um, they played the Browns and the, the Browns are in quarters and they run a, a sale concept, a, a deep out from too strong. And Robbie Anderson or Chosen Anderson, excuse me, is running a deep post. When he, when the sale route breaks outside, the safety that is over top of that receiver drives on the out route. And the corner that's playing outside is bailing, playing his quarter of the field. But Chosen Anderson is not running a go. He's running a post. And he bangs the post behind the safety that is cutting the out route. And it opens up that quadrant of the field for a wide open 60-plus yard touchdown pass. Having that player that can do that now puts you in a position where 10 and 17 can play off of each other in the shorter areas of the field simultaneously, and you can create more matchup problems without sacrificing the vertical stretch component of what you were doing offensively. Because if you're going to bracket two guys that are playing in 10 yards, you're probably playing the equivalent of zero. Right? Do the math. You got two receiver, you got four pass rushers. You got two defenders to cover 10. You got two defenders to cover 17. That's eight. You've got five offensive linemen. You've got a quarterback. That's six. Then you got seven and eight is 10 and 17. So you're, you've got three defenders for the other three players. So if you want to live in that world, if the Dolphins put 10 and 17 in the slot on either respective side and the safeties know that they're putting extra attention on Waddle and Hill and you're running somebody on a deep route down the field, that's really where I think this Dolphins offense can benefit the most. Because either they're still going to respect what Chosen Anderson can do down the field as a vertical receiver, and even though the production's not there, like, look, Cam couldn't hit the broadside of a barn at the end. Sam Darnold was coming back in, and Darnold was getting knocked around like crazy in 2021 because they couldn't block offensively. Mayfield's not going through the progressions. And then you're at the Colt McCoy stage in Arizona. Pretty tough going. But you watch him run the routes. You can see, especially against zone coverage, he can still go. He can still get down the field. He can still get on top of you in a hurry. And that element, it was Braylon Sanders last year, was the player when the Dolphins are rotating receivers and Tua Tungvaloa tries to go up over the top and has Braylon Sanders spiking in the middle of the field for what would have been a touchdown pass, but he flattens it out because the, the safety takes a bad read on the ball, and what would have been a, been a touchdown pass becomes an incomplete pass because Braylon Sanders, as a UDFA, is playing the safety trying to play defense as compared to tracking the ball with touch to get up over top and catch the ball and run into the end zone. That element, that component gives you something new. And that's where I think the Dolphins would benefit from the most. I, th I certainly think everybody would benefit from more Dolphins talk in their life. So look, we're getting ready to sign off here, but here's my call to action for you, my invitation for you all to join the subtext community that we are building over here at Locked On Dolphins because we have a nice little community of people that are joining in to talk Dolphins football. You can text 
directly with me. You can ask about things that you want to hear discussed on the show. You can send me your mock drafts. You can have kind of the behind the scenes on some of the production elements and, and my research projects that I am doing for the show. And if you want to join, you get the first two weeks free. You can text Dolphins to 305-419-3924. That is text Dolphins to 305-419-3924 for your first two weeks free on the subtext community. Figure out if it's for you. See if you want to talk a little Dolphins football with me. And if not, you can cancel any time. But that's going to do it for us here on Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day. We are resuming college prospect studies. Congratulations to Jalen Hurts for getting a new five-year, $255 million contract to become the highest paid player in the NFL. Resetting the quarterback market. We may or may not be doing something this week about Tua Tonga-Valoa and the dynamics of the quarterback market. We got a lot of great content. So hit subscribe. You can find us on YouTube, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Shout out to the everydayers. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I'll be back again later today with another episode of Locked on Dolphins. Keep it locked in. And until then, fins up.